Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 13th, 2023. I'm teaching a series right now on the parables of Jesus. I started the year five months of teaching on the miracles of Jesus, and we're starting off this series on the parables with the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower, and we honor the word. And I love this parable because it is about the word of God. Let me just say this real quick. If you haven't uh, received my new book, or if you haven't ordered it yet, get it, because I, it's, it's, talk, it's talking about grace-based success. It's talking about how to become a success in God's eyes. How do you measure success? How do you define success God's way? How do you become the, the man or the woman that God called you to be? Get it and give it, right? This is a good book for, for your friends and for your children. Sow it into their lives so that they can develop into who it is that God has called them to be. Why? Because in the book, they're going to learn to give God first place, which is what I'm talking about today. So in this parable, we've been looking at it for a couple of weeks already. This is part 11. And the title of today's message is Making God a Priority Over Everything Else. So put this in the chat. Say, I make God a priority over everything else. The late, great Bishop uh, Nate Holcomb used to say, it's all about him. That's another way to say it. It's all about him. I'm making God a priority over everything else. My life is not about me. It's all about him. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so we're going to be talking about making God a priority over everything else today. Before we get into the parable, I want us to take a look at Psalms 126 and verse 4 at our church, Victory Christian Ministries International. We believe that this is a season right now, 2023, of refreshing and restoring for us. And this scripture is a scripture we've been meditating on all year, and I share it with you just about every day. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory and may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We want, I say this, no dry areas for me. Any area of my life, your life that went dry in this, in whatever difficult season you went through, you go through a storm, an area of your life went dry in this season, God is going to drench it again. Fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. All right. So, we're looking at the mother of all parables. We're going to go back to it again today. This is Jesus's explanation of the parable to his team. He talked about uh, the parable of the soul. This, the soul went forth to sow. And, and he said, he that has ears, let him hear. And uh, when everybody was gone, the team was like, well, Jesus, we don't really understand it. He said, you don't understand this one? If you don't understand this parable, how can you understand all, any parable, which is why I call this the mother of all parables? He said, okay, let me explain it to you. This is what Jesus said in the explanation to his staff. He said, the farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching of the word of God falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but they do not understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. We actually took our time walking through rocky ground. These were the people that hear the word of God and they quickly and gladly accept it. They're super loud in church. They say, amen. They high five and everybody. They talk about, oh, that was for me. Oh, glory to God and all of that. That's cool. But then 
They do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. Now, other people are like to see, uh-oh, here we go, thorny weeds. This is what we're talking about today, thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching, but their lives have become full of other things. Put in the chat, I will not allow my life to become full of other things. What are the other things? Well, Jesus talked about three categories, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want are selfish pursuits. And those other things keeps the word of God from growing. And so while the word of God is trying to grow, these other things are growing and choke out the word and it doesn't produce. Now, other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Say, I am good ground. Now, other people are like good ground. What happens with good ground? Well, the word works. If you just work the word, you get out of the way, you just let the word do what it does. And so the, the good ground just receives the word of God, let, lets the word of God do what it does, doesn't have competing priorities, allows the word of God to go deep, has an understanding of what, of what God said. They're able to see, hear, and understand. They let the word of God produce, and it produces sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and even sometimes 100 times more. So we've been walking through this passage uh, for weeks now, and now we got to the thorny ground. So let's talk about this thorny ground. Remember, the thorny ground, the word doesn't work because they've allowed their lives to become full of other things, the cares, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So what does this mean? for you today. I finally got to this third ground out of the four grounds and we still got to deal with good ground. But what does this mean for you today? I have 10 things to share with you this morning. I'm going to try to hit 10 quick things. I did all of that to get to this. Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. I have 10 things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, a key to being used by God is simply living in sync with him. Say that. Say, I live in harmony with God. I live in sync with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so living in sync with him, right? How, how do I do that? For God to supernaturally operate in your life, he's just looking for you to cooperate with him. Remember, God is not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force his will on you. He's not going to force you to be blessed. He's not going to force you to be the man or the woman that he destined you to be from the foundations of the world. He's not going to make you maximize your purpose and potential. He wants you to cooperate so that he can operate in your life. So he, he's not looking for you to perform. Put that in the chat. God, God doesn't need me to perform. God can perform. God has all the performance. God, I want to deliver you from performance-based religion. I'm, I'm not a religious person, and I'm not putting the pressure on you to perform. I want you to be free from the pressure to perform. God is not looking for you to perform. God is looking for you to cooperate. And so there's a difference between me performing and me cooperating. How do I co cooperate? I, I acknowledge. I get up and I pray. Lord, I know. What is today? Today is... Uh, June 13th. Lord, I know that you made plans for June 13th, 2023 for me. You, you, your plans for me are already fixed and established and is already set. And so Father, what I want is what you want. I got things on my calendar. I got things on my agenda. I already have a, a to-do list and, and, and I, I have more tasks than time. So it's not like I'm going to finish my to-do list today. But what I want to do is do whatever you want me to do. I'm, I'm open to you. And so I, I'm, I'm open to divine interruptions. I'm open to divine appointments. I'm open to you leading, guiding, and directing me to go anyway, however you want to do it. I'm open to when I'm in a meeting and I'm on this Zoom call later on today, and let's say I have a, a meeting at 11 o'clock and I have an agenda, but I'm open. If you want to give me something else, you speak through my vocal cords and think through my mind and operate through my limbs. I'm yielded. I'm ready. I am open. So I am ready to cooperate so that you can operate in my life 
and I'm giving you first place and my agenda is not more important than you and my to-do list is not more important than you and what 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 any of this stuff, none of it is as important as, as you. I just want to live in harmony and in sync with you. That's how Jesus lived. He said, I only say those things out here. I only do those things I see. And so I'm living this led life. Say, that's how I live. That's how I live, right? So for God to operate in my life, yes, I have to cooperate with him. That's number one. <laughs> I have 10. All right, number two, God has boundless potential and unsearchable wisdom. Okay. So what am I saying with this point? What are, this point is I acknowledge that God's ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my, my thoughts. I acknowledge that God's plans are better than mine, right? I acknowledge that God's wisdom is higher than mine. And so now what I want to do is I want to yield to him in all things. And so there are no limits to what God can do. And there's no limits to what God can do in, with, and through me if I yield to him. However, you and I, we block God. Put in the chat, I will no longer block God. Put Put in the chat, I, I, I rid myself of blessing blockers. So what happens is we block God, we hinder God, we stifle God, we stop God when we make our lives all about us, the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else we want, selfish desires. When we prioritize us over God, we are blocking God from operating in our lives. Then, But when we yield to him, we get to tap into his wisdom, his, his boundless potential, his power, all of that. But do not allow the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires to block God. Right? You got it? Say, I remove blessing blockers. As long as you remove the blessing blockers, then you submit unto the grace of God. The grace will flow. The blessing will be there. There are things that are already waiting on you, just waiting on you to get out of the way. Number three, um, the key to being, or a key to being used by God, is dying to self and getting out of the way. Success, put this in the chat. Success is not about trying, it's about dying. Success is not a matter of more trying, because if it was about more trying, you would have got there already because you've been trying for 20 years. So success is not a matter of more trying. I'm earning everything by the sweat of my brow. Let me try this. Let me try. No, no, no. Success is not about more trying. Success is about more dying. Success is not, a, not about you trying harder. It's about you dying harder. I, back in the day, there was, a, there was a, a, a line in a rap song that says, I die harder than Bruce Willis. Now, why I said that this morning, I don't know. I just slid that in. Anyway, die harder. You need to die harder. You need to give your life to him. Yield to him in all ways. The less flesh or the less carnality you have in the way, the more God can use you. The more God can speak through your vocal cords, think through your mind and operate through your limbs. And that's what you want. Your goal, say this, put this in the chat. I am a human conduit of the divine. That's the goal. The goal is for you to say, I'm going into every meeting, conversation and activity today as a human conduit of the divine. So I'm taking God with me into this meeting. I'm taking God with me into this presentation. I'm taking God with me on the Zoom call. I'm taking God with me and I am a human conduit of the divine. And so I'm gonna yield to him. God gives me the words and he performs the work. Say amen to that. Why is that important? Number four, because God will not compete with you. Listen, if you want to make your life your own life, if, if you want to run your own life, if you say, I'm grown now, Brother Pena, I, I know you tell me, but I, you know, you talk about all that, but I took it took me all this time to get here. I'm grown. I'm big, bad, and bold. I'm going to make my own decisions, all right? You know, you know, I'm single, sexy, and free, making my own money. Go ahead, girl, with your bad self. But yeah, but when you get tired of living on your own, making your own decisions and doing life on your own, there's two positions that you need to fill every day. 
That's the cross and the throne. And so if you're saying I'm single, sexy, and free, making my own money, I'm going to do everything over here. I'm, I, I'm making my own decisions. I'm going to be the captain of my own ship. This is my own life. Don't tell me what to do. I know what the Bible says, but listen, I'm going to, I'm young and I want to have fun. Cool. Go ahead with your bad self. So this was going to happen. You are on the throne and Jesus is still on the cross and he's dead to you. But keep living that way. Just keep living long enough. As long as you don't die, you're going to get tired one day. And when you get tired of living like that, you know what? The grace of God is still going to be, God is so merciful. God is so gracious. He's not going to give up on you. He's, st he's still going to be waiting on you. He's going to be waiting on you to trade places. He's going to be waiting on you like Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. He's going to be waiting on you to make Jesus the Lord. And when Jesus is on the throne and he is the Lord and he's in charge and I'm not, and my life is all about him and he's the captain of my own ship and he's the one who is leading and guiding and directing me. That means the other position is for me. Uh oh, that's the cross. And I'm dying daily. I'm yielded to him. I'm dying to self. I'm, I'm doing whatever he tells me to do, however he tells me to do it. Listen, either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. And the church said, amen. You got it? Number five, God cannot use the person. Well, God can do anything, but God chooses not to use the person that is thorny ground because their lives are full of other things. Their focus is on the wrong thing. This person allows the cares of this world, the love of money and personal pursuits to override God's agenda and his purpose. As a result, they're living their own life. Say this, say my life is not about me. Say this, say my life is all about him. When you're living your own life, God is not gonna compete with you. When you're living your own life, God is like, okay, go ahead, fine, you do you. But when you get tired, I'm still gonna be here and I'm still gonna be ready to use you for my glory. And so I'm... God's grace will never run out on you. So, but, but God is waiting for you to give him first place. God is waiting for you to rid your life of all distractions. God is waiting for you to prioritize him and his word over everything else. And if you do put this in the chat, say, Jesus is my priority. God is my priority. When you make God your priority over everything else, then you get to live the life that God has called you to live. Right, let me just pause right here. This is not part of my notes, but I, I feel led to say something. Like my, my family, for example, I come from a family of immigrants and my family, people immigrated from the Dominican Republic. They come to the United States. They work for 20, 30, 40 years. And then a lot of them say, well, I'm done. And they go back to the Dominican Republic. And, but some of them were doing like, Hey, I'm going back to the Dominican Republic. And they're like 30, 35 years old. And you ask them, well, what are you going to do when you get back? Oh, I'm done. Like I'm retired. And then they go back and then they, they feel like, okay, now we have enough money. We bought this little land. We bought the, we built a little house. We're good. We don't have to do anything. Okay. Well, God did not place you on this planet for your comfort. Let's be clear about this. God deployed you to this planet when he did for his intended purposes. So you can retire from a job, but you can never retire from your work. Your work is to do the will of the father. You can retire from a job, but you can never retire from your purpose. While there's air in your lungs, you have work to do. While there's air in your lungs, God put too much inside of you. I don't know who I'm talking to. This is not part of my notes. God put too much inside of you not to use you. God is going to send people your way. God will send you. God will deploy you into areas and arenas. God will set up divine appointments. God will open doors for you. God will, you will attract, your purpose will attract people so that you can pour into others the things that God has poured into you. You can retire from work, but you cannot retire from purpose. At the end of the day, you got to live your life every day of your life 
for God's glory. Say amen to that. All right, number six. If you want the word of God to work, you must break away the text is basically saying from worldly influence, like the cares of this world and the love of money. You got to be delivered from the love of money and the, the tireless pursuit of materialism. Listen, at the end of the day, look, I, I, I was raised on welfare. Isabella was raised with no running water, no electricity like, like my family was in the United States. I'm already living a life that far exceeds anything I dreamed of as a kid. I've already bought every car I ever wanted. <laughs> I've driven everything I ever wanted. I've already had you know, a bigger house than I've ever dreamed I was going to have. It's not about that. This is why people, like, you got to rid yourself of, of this tireless pursuit of materialism. Is It will keep, it will hinder you from being sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. Does God want you to, have, listen, if you like cars, God will give you 10. That, that means nothing to God. Like, God owns everything. But the focus needs to be God and his purpose. Money, Jesus said it this way, you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. You can't. Money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. If money is your master, then money has... God doesn't have a problem with you having money. God has a problem when money has you. If if money is your master, then now money has you, and then that's it. If you're, if you're living that, that way, the word is not going to work because your heart is focused on the wrong things. The, the, the tireless pursuit of material possession... I want another this. I want another. Come on, man. How many how many things can you want? Like at the end of the day, I want this. I want that. Like my my family is like, man, it's hard to buy Rick something because I already have everything I want. I, I really don't care about stuff no more. Like I just want God. You know what I'm saying? I want to do whatever God wants me to do. And so when you break free from the worldly influence and you break away from all of that and the tireless pursuit of things, and, and you can now rest in God's plans and purposes and know that God is your source anyway. If, if, if you like something, God will, God will bless you. God will richly give you all things to enjoy. So it's not about that stuff, but your priority needs to be him. Say, God is my source. You got it? All right, number seven, becoming a good steward of your earthly resources will help you to give the word of God first place. So when you realize that, let's say, for example, you give God the 10th or the tithe, but God owns everything. God owns 100%. I think sometimes people forget that, like, oh, I give God 10%. I'm going to keep 90%. 90% is mine. No, 100% is God's. How about how about we just establish right, right up front, everything you have came from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Everything that you have came from God. God allows you to be a steward. A steward, the word steward means manager. All you are is a manager of the resources. So whatever resources, time, talent, treasure, whatever God has entrusted you with, your business or your, your giftings or your position at your job, at your good government job, and you have influence over this department, whatever God has given you, and those are resources, even that position is a resource, whatever resources he has given you, charge over, he has entrusted unto you. And as long as your priorities are right, he can actually use those resources for his glory. But if you get caught up in the things instead of the God who gave you the thing, then now God can't use you because your focus is in the wrong place. Say, I give God first place. Say, Jesus is my life. You got it? Number eight, when you give the word of God the priority that it deserves, oh, I like this point. I like this point. When you give the word of God the priority that it deserves, and you're meditating and meditating on God's word day and night, and you believe what God believes about you, oh, I love it. You live with a level of expectation because you know that divine manifestation can happen at any time. Put this in the chat. It can happen at any time. You're living with your, let's put it in the chat. I live with expectation. When I, I've given you God first place, 
Your word is, is my ultimate priority. Your, your, your plans for my life is my number one you know, focus in life. I just want to do whatever you leave me to do. When you live like, like that, then you know that the manifestation of God's promises can happen and it can happen at any time. So you enter every day with an expectation, a manifestation of the promises of God. You know that you've already made God your number one. You've already, you know, your life is all about him. So you don't have any blessing blockers. You don't have any hindrances. You're not holding God back. You're not doing any of that. Lord, let me make sure. Do I have anything that's in the way? Nope. I don't have nothing that's in the way. You're the number one. You're, you're my Lord. I honor you with my finances. I honor you with my resources. I honor you with my children and I honor you with my time. You are the Lord of my life. I've rid myself of all all the blessing blockers. Oh, now, so now I'm free, free to do what? I live with an expectation of manifestation, doggone it. And it can happen at any time. I enter every day with a spring in my step, a song in my heart, a smile on my face, a praise on my lips, because I got some things I'm believing God for, and it can happen at any time. Oh, glory. I, I believe God. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I walk by faith. I'm not by fear. And there's some things that God has spoken on my life that haven't happened yet. And I'm living with an expectation. I believe that what God, what you said over, over my children is going to come to pass. Even if it doesn't look like it right now, I live with an expectation of manifestation. It can happen. It can happen today. I, I, Lord, I believe what you spoke over this business, over this position, over my career, and it can happen. It can happen at any time. It can happen today. I'm living with an expectation of manifestation. Father, there's this thing that attached itself to my body, and the doctor keeps saying that it's there, but I know that you already told me that I'm healed. And so, Father, I'm standing in faith, in agreement. I got an appointment on Thursday, and when I go, Father, on Thursday, I believe, I'm believing, I'm believing you, Father, for, for the results to say it's not there no more. Why? Because I believe and I receive. It can happen and it can happen at any time. And so you're living your life with an expectation of manifestation. Why? Because you have given God the priority and the position that he deserves in your life. And that is number one. He say, God is my priority. You got it? Number nine. Oh, glory, man. That was good right there. Number nine, developing a yielded lifestyle. These last two points about being yielded. Say, I yield to the Holy Spirit. Okay. When you develop a yielded lifestyle, and you give the word of God the priority that it deserves, then now you're open to the Holy Spirit and you're ready for the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct you in all things at all times. You are yielded to the Holy Spirit. Say, I yield to the Holy Spirit. All right, number 10, let me explain what I mean by that. When you're yielded to the Holy Spirit every day, then what are you doing? You are open to the divine impulses that he gives you. You've already trained yourself over and over again that whatever he leads you to do, like, you are open to it, right? So what happens? When he leads you to do something, you've already trained yourself to place that over what you already had on the agenda for today. Meaning that you are giving God first place. So you get to live the grace life. What does that look like? Okay. You will get to participate in divine appointments. What does that mean? That means that you have a conversation with somebody at Walmart. Or a matter of fact, or you got on a Zoom call to talk about one thing and you wound up talking about something else. And now you're ministering to this person and the power of God hit them and they're crying in corporate America. And you know, that was a divine appointment or God sends somebody to you or you get a phone call that you didn't expect. And you know, that was a divine appointment. Why? Because you're open to the Holy Spirit, right? So another thing, you will get to experience divine interventions. What does that mean? That you, you, you're walking throughout your day, you're going throughout your agenda, you're knocking out your to-do list. And then all of a sudden, something happens that you know is not you. It was, it was a manifestation of God's glory. It was the favor and the grace of God. It was God doing 
to you and with you and through you, which you could never do without him. And so it is a divine intervention. So you get divine appointments, you get divine interventions, you get to benefit from divine breakthroughs. What happens at that in that moment, you've been believing God for something, you know, in your body or with your children or with your marriage or with whatever. And, and then as you're living your life, because you've given God first place and he is your priority, then this breakthrough that you've been waiting on, boom, and manifests, and then you get to experience it and give God the glory. And then lastly, you get to enjoy the manifestations of God's glory, where every day of your life, you're living your life and you're just seeing the hand of God move to where people are saying, man, there's something on her. There's something on him. I don't know what it is. And then, they, well, I, I, you know, they believe in that in God and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's God. It's God. Yeah, why? It's the manifestation of the glory of God. Why? Because you are no longer living your life on your own terms. You have not allowed the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires to keep God from working. You have given God first place. Say, I give God first place. Say amen to that. Glory, Man, that was a lot. That was a lot. Today, I covered a lot of ground. You might need to listen to this again. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice like a trumpet and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I align my life with your purposes, your will, and your ways. I offer myself to your divine plan. Your power and wisdom has no bounds. So I reject the distractions of this world and I give you first place in my life. I die to self and I make room for you to speak think, and operate through me. I choose your lordship over my selfish desires. You are my utmost priority. I place you above everything else. You are my source. You are my provision. Your kingdom is my focus. I use my time, talents, and treasure for your glory to advance your kingdom on this planet. I yield to the Holy Spirit daily. I am sensitive to your divine impulses and I place your plans above my own. I live the grace life. So divine appointments, interventions, breakthroughs, and manifestations are my reality. It's all about you. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. I hope you're learning about Jesus and how he wants us to live from the parables. There are pearls in the parables. If you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Sign up, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I'd like to read those. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. If you don't have my new book, get that or any of our books. Go to rickpina.co. If you don't have the affirmations books, get it. Get it for you and your spouse declare the word of God over your life on a daily basis. Go to rickpina.co. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.